Bashalom, peace to the tribe of Israel. Uh, we always say on this uh, seventh day of unleavened bread, uh, peace and shalom to you. For those that maybe have already observed the seventh day of unleavened bread, okay, good for you. I'm glad that you did it. Okay. Uh, one thing about Mashiach is that when he returns, then uh, everybody will be on one accord. Um, but that being said, as we always say, uh, as a uh, piece of the tribes of Israel that have been scattered abroad, okay, um, and we just we're thankful and very honored to be here this day, be in front of you today. Um, peace to you, peace to all those who have joined themselves to Mashiach, who have joined themselves to a more excellent uh, and a better way. Uh, peace to you. Uh, peace to all those who have... Um, who are in the struggle. Peace to all those who are at the bottom of the ladder, that the, the lowest of the low. Um, we give, uh, send our greetings, our love, our salutations, um, that Yahshua himself, uh, that he may knock at your door and that you will get up on your feet and that you will go to the door and you will open up the door of your heart and that you will let him in. Um, but, Peace to all those. We will now get started. Um, got a lot of verses to cover. Um, you know, and obviously when we meet and, and, and fellowship with maybe other people or people who are not of um, the Hebraic way or the um, Messianic way or the Israelite way or the Sabbatarian way, a lot of them struggle with time and it, it makes sense because you're so used to hearing garbage all week that you can't hear the word for longer than 20 minutes and you got 24 hours in a day seven days a week and you hear garbage all day even stuff that's just plain and common it can't hold account to the word and then when you get a chance to hear the word you know 20 minutes, you done, you done tapped out. That's pathetic. But that's not really the point for today. But uh, it's just sad. Now, what you gonna do when they take the word? When Yah allows there to be a, another uh, dry, <laughs> another dry spell, and there's no word. So 20, 30 minutes. I done tapped out. But you can go all day listening to foolishness, though. Stuff that ain't got nothing to do with your soul being saved. Almost like an oxymoron. Now, I can't handle uh, that much word. But you can handle that much mess. I can't handle that much word. But I can handle that much mess. Anyway. So today, uh, on this day, uh, our, our title uh, is Declare War, okay, Loosening the Strongholds. Declare War, Loosening the Strongholds. Yah gave an ultimate, gave a very strong ultimatum, didn't he? It was real strong. You know, and when Yah gives a strong ultimatum, okay, um, it's it's very you're going to do this or 
very strong ultimatum. So we have the book of Shemot or the book of Exodus, right? In this season that we are in, it starts off with Yah's ultimatum. And the Egyptians and the Pharaoh is like, well, who is Yah and who is he and who is he to give ultimatums? Okay, that's who he is. That's who he is. And calls lightning reports to him. Lightning asked him, did I do a good job? Was, I, was, was, the, was, was the flash good enough? So Yah gives a strong ultimatum uh, to, to, start, to start this season off. It's a very strong do this or, right? Huh? I said do it or else. This is how this season starts off. It ain't got nothing to do with the behavior of the Israelites. Ain't got nothing to do with the behavior of the people of God. It's just do this or else. I'm coming to take what's mine. You ever left something somewhere and you went back to go get it? And they said, no, you can't have it. Oh, I'm getting what's mine. Oh, yeah. So we come to realize there were some people in a place called Goshen, which meant what? What did Goshen mean? Drawing nigh. So y'all left a deposit. You know, whenever you move out, you want your deposit back, don't you? Mm-hmm. You act the clown with that with that slumlord, that landlord. I don't get my money back. What you mean? Ain't no damage here. Mm-hmm. Get my money back. So y'all left a deposit. He said, huh. Went down 70. I ain't got a lot of interest. I got a lot of interest accumulated. I got a big check. I'm coming to get my money. Now give it up or else. Who, who is this talking? <laughs> that, that's who talking. So Exodus 3 and 14. And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am he that sent me unto you. God said moreover unto Moses that thou shalt say to the children of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. This is that this is my name forever. This is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. Now, you know it's a sad scenario when you read that, that most people talk about what? The name. Not the narrative. What's the point? Is his name the point? Or is there a, a, is there a narrative being played out here? Same chapter, verse 17. And I have said I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt into the land of Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, into a land flowing with uh, milk and honey. They shall hearken to thy voice. They shall come. Bound the elders of Israel unto the king of Egypt, and you shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews. The Lord God of the Hebrews. So now we have this power supreme is introducing itself, not just to uh, the children of Israel, but to the Egyptians and, and, and to the king of Egypt and to whom they serve. 
That's why it's the Lord God of the Hebrews hath, hath met with us. And now let us go, we beseech thee, three days journey to the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. So Yah has said, hey, this right here, I left this here. I'm coming back to get it. So all these people, they mine. And they need to come and they need to pay me what they owe. Hmm? Need to come pay me what they owe. So if we look at 3 and 18 in Exodus, when he says he is the Lord God of the Hebrews. Okay, I'm not gonna, I ain't going to mess y'all up and know we ain't had class in a while. But uh, that first Hebrew letter there in green, okay, is the zikne. Okay, so in that it would be v'zikne, uh, Um And this is the elders. So what did he tell Moses and Aaron to go to the elders, to the old ones, the ancient ones? Because they would have heard of me. They would have remembered of me. Them, them, them younger folks that can't pay attention, it's all wherever they at. Uh, don't worry about them. Go to the go to the elders. Mm -hmm. Go to the great granddaddies. Mm -hmm. To the great great grandmamas. You go find the elders. You go find the ancient ones and tell them I'm coming. Mm -hmm. You tell them I'm coming. So they'll spread the word. The next highlight there for you is we have Yahweh or Yahuwah or Yahweh Elohei Ha Ivarim. Okay. The Lord or Yahava Yahuwah Elohei Ha Ivarim. Lord God of the Hebrews establishing himself and who he is over, who is his, making a separation. So this season starts off with an ultimatum. Yah made an ultimatum. So when we stop and we think, so it was like, wait a minute. Did Yahshua make an ultimatum over me? Was there an ultimatum given? Because he ain't talking to your Ruach. talking to your flesh. So one of y'all got to sit down now. One of you got to sit down. So this season starts off with an ultimatum. One of y'all got to sit down. The old saying, I made this baby. When you start no mess, won't be no mess. Hmm? Could have went real easy. Could have went real easy, couldn't it? Just gonna let him go. Run it off. Said, don't start nothing that you don't want it with me. And we're gonna do some, some real simple stuff. I'm gonna turn this rod to a serpent. I'm gonna turn this water to blood. I'm gonna do some real simple stuff. You don't wanna go there with me. And you won't believe what your flesh do. Your flesh wanna go there with him. Have mercy, The flesh wanna go there with him. The flesh won't control. The flesh wants control. Of your life. <clears throat> Zavah. Somebody get Exodus 6 and 26. Somebody get Exodus 7 and 4. All these are in Exodus 12 and 17. 12, 51. 
Jeremiah, let me know when you get Exodus 6 and 26. Zavah, armies. I'm sorry, what does that say? Zavah. Zavah, my, my, my fault. But armies. So when we say this is about war, not say, look, he, <laughs> the Redeemer used warlike language. He was talking, don't start no mess, won't be no mess. Give me what's mine. Armies. Go ahead. Uh, Exodus 6, 26. Go ahead. Read. By their divisions. Just that one verse. Okay, go ahead and finish. Okay, so divisions, it, it, armies is, is, is a more better translation. I think it's probably an IV or something. Whoever got seven and four. Exodus seven and four. Mm -hmm. The Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you that I may lay my hand upon Egypt mm -hmm. and bring forth mine armies mm -hmm. and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt by great judgment. So my army, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, my people, that's his army. Mm -hmm. So he calls you out as an army. Amen. Right? So who, now who's you fighting? I know in, in, in the fake movie Exodus they had, and them folks is fighting and swinging swords and everything. But we know in the book, you ain't pick up a stick. Mm. You ain't pick up one slingshot, one sword, one bow, no Uzi, no Mac-10, no nothing. Be obedient. Listen to my voice. I'll go fight for you. So that means what? We got to let somebody go fight what? For, for us. Amen. You just got to be obedient. Faithful. Who got 12 and 17? You shall safeguard the Matos. For on this very day, I will have, you, have taken your legion out of the land of Egypt. You shall observe, observe this day for your generations as an eternal decree. Will, uh, your legions, your your zavaot. That's you pulling you out. Scott fifty one. And it came to pass on that very same day that the Lord brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt according to their armies. According to their armies, so he pulled them out. He went and got you because you were soldiers, and he pulled you out because you were soldiers. Okay, you're the, the Zavah, the Zavah, and that 12 and 17, before it was 12 and 17, well, I think Brother Aaron just read, okay, we have 12 and 12, for I will go through the land of Egypt in that night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men. So this is, so when y'all rages war, when he comes and collects, okay, this ain't like the repo man coming and getting your car. Okay, this ain't no debt collector calling and blowing your phone up. He says, when I come, the firstborn of man and beast, mm -hmm. all creatures, and not just that against what? All the what? Oh. Of what? Jesus. Okay. So now we're going somewhere. 
So I'm going to come in and I'm fighting hard. And I'm waging war on man, beast, and the Elohim of Egypt. I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. I am the supreme. If you look down in the Hebrew, that's why I say, you know, people want to talk stuff about this book all the time. When you say, hey, look, you know, you, you do need you do need your Masoretic text now. And you do need to have some kind of understanding so that you can know what's the book look, the book said prove, didn't he say Timothy to prove all things? Mm-hmm. The study show yourself approved. So we get down in the bottom, we have what? Uv call, huh? Elohe Mitzraim. So we know against all, all of them of Egypt. So this is a bigger, it's a bigger picture. So when it comes to you, us, me, and the flesh, there's got to be some, 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 some uh, 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 defeating going on, defeating of the flesh, because your flesh is gonna hang on to something. Gods of Egypt, gods of America, gods of this, gods of that, gods of th- whatever. Romans 15 and 4. What for whatsoever things are written before time were written for our Learning. that we through Learning. might have oh. hmm? So when we have when we go through this, there's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. That's a big that's a big scale. Amen. I'm fight. Look, this this I'm man, beast, and all the gods. And in 2019, it's just narrow. It's called tunnel vision. Because we had to look in the mirror before we got here, didn't we? I know we forgot about it. We had to to look in the mirror. Now it's about you. Now it's about you. Y'all spoke. Brother, give me uh, Genesis 1. And... um, Go to where uh, he, he, he called the dry lands together. Genesis 1. 6, 7. I'm, I'm uh-huh. So God made the firmament and separated between the waters which were beneath the firmament and the waters which were above the firmament. And so it was, it was so. God called the firmament heaven. No, go, go to the land. Okay. We call the lands together. Nine. God said, "Let there be. Let the waters beneath the heavens be gathered into one area, and let the dry land appear." And it was so. God called to the dry land earth, and to the gathering of waters He called seas. And God saw that it was good. God said, "Let the earth sprout vegetation, herbage yielding seed." And that you can just read that one verse. That's that, that's good. That's good. So He spoke. He He called the what? The land to come together. Mm-hmm. He spoke. And the land did what? It came together. Mm-hmm. You don't believe what he did. He saw. Mm-hmm. And when he saw it come together, what did he say? It was what? Good. It was good. So he spoke. He saw. He said it was good. And you know what I believe? Look, time passed by. Just in general, we got to go through all time passed by. And you won't believe what happened. There was a, a place called Mitzrayim. And then he came. 
He came. Then he acted. He cut up, didn't he? He cut up, didn't he? He said, allow me to introduce myself. Then he brought him into himself. See, he flew him on eagle's wings. One way trip to me. Ephesians 5 and 21. Ephesians 5 and 21, and it reads, Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, if the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, that he might present it to himself, that he might present it to himself a glorious church. When he came, when he came, when he got them, what did he do to them? He washed them. Got to get cleaned up, cleansed up. Need be fed. You been fed right. What you need? You need a lamb. You need a lamb with no blemish. Lamb is special. Apply the blood. Eat it with bitter herbs. Don't leave none behind. Got going quick. Eat the unleavened bread. Ain't got time. Ain't got time for it. Ain't got time for it to rise up. That go quickly. He had to feed them. Then he gave. Then he washed them up real good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Verse twenty-seven. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. So are men to love their own wives or their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body. For we are members of his body. For we are members of his body. When the tabernacle was established, was it established in some faraway place? Or was the tabernacle amongst them? Was the tabernacle in some faraway place or some city of Atlantis under the water? Where Aquaman lived. He had to go up and Star Trek deep space nine all the way up to get to Yacht. He, well, he was with them. So if he was with them, this is we're getting a picture of it being one body. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, of his bones. So if I'm, if he's amongst them, there's got to be a standard in the camp. Because he's the head. He's the center. Everything is built and revolved and stationed around the tabernacle where he is. Verse 31, for this cause shall man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife and they, shall, they too shall be one flesh. It's a great mystery, but I speak concerning Mashiach and the church. Mashiach and the body. Mashiach and the body. 
the inner war of humanity since Adam, Adam and Eve, Kua. Kua said, I'd rather know than be faithful. It's been going on for a long time. The inner war. That's why you had to de-leaven. Eat unleavened bread. Because it's in your DNA to want to know. It's in your DNA to reach for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's in your nature. Because you're Adamite. It's in your nature. Because you want to know. You want to know about the good. You want to know about the evil too. That's why we have to draw a knife and we have to cleanse our hands. You what? Sinners. Hmm? Purify your hearts. Ye what? Double-minded. What you double-minded for? Because there's two trees there. There's two options for you. You do want the tree of life. You do want it. But you still want to know. So this inner war, this is within. Y'all fought the big battle. He fought the big battle. You got to fight the little battle. You got to choose. Choose your day whom you're going to serve. How long you halt between two opinions. You got to choose. Because it's in your DNA to know. Good and evil. Not or and. They come together. It's a package deal. It's a package deal. So people would rather know than be faithful. Egypt is the perfect representation of sin. It's perfect. Because someone had to pull you out and you keep wanting to go back. Someone had to pull you out and you keep wanting to go back because the evil was good. Something enticed you. You liked it. You got to fight your behind off on the inside. The inner war to keep that Adamite aspect of you down. Turn to Romans 6. So you're the perfect represent, representation of sin. And you got Yahoo's now want to be Egyptian. Come on, king. Come on, queen. I'm a pharaoh. I'm Nefertiti. You Nefushus. New fool. New foolish. Name is Nefushus. New fool. You new foolish. You can't fight nothing that you, that you agree with. And how you gonna fight? How you gonna overcome something and you done gave in? Hell bent on giving in. Not coming out. Anyway. Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Yahshua HaMashiach were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up 
like as Christ was raised up from the dead, from the dead, from the dead by the glory of the Father. So when Yah came and he spoke and he, and he, 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 he that was his glory. And it pulled them up out of Egypt. By the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Once they crossed over, they're supposed to walk in the newness of life. Once you've crossed over, you're supposed to walk in the newness of life. But you have to go through this cycle every year of deleavening because you're an Adamite. And you want to know, you want the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For we have, verse 5, we have been planted together in his likeness of his death. We shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Yahshua HaMashiach our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign, let not sin therefore reign in what? Your body. What happens if sin remains in your body? That you should obey in it the lust thereof. So it's a continual war. You think he got this cycle set up just to have it set up some kind of way? Every year we get to this point, something is raining in your body. You want to call it leaven or sin or yeast or your mouth or your attitude or your mind or the things that you desire, whatever it is, it's raining there. And every time he come get you, he going to wash you. Because he know where you've been. You've been outside. You've been outside. You've been outside. And the goal is to be inside. Amen. We got some cleanliness rules and regulations for you to be inside. Somebody give me Proverbs 20 and 7. I'm going to read it. I did Proverbs 20 and 17. Proverbs 20 and 17. Proverbs 20 and 17. Mm-hmm. Bread of deceit is mm -hmm. sweet to a man, mm -hmm. but afterwards his mouth shall be filled with gravel. So when we're talking about sin, we're talking about the tree, the knowledge of good and evil. We're talking about sin. Read that again. Proverbs 20, 17. Mm -hmm. Bread of deceit is sweet to a man. It's sweet. It's good. And then what? But afterwards, mm -hmm. his mouth shall be filled with gravel. So it, it's, it's, it's okay for a little while. So when the children of Israel was in Egypt, it was okay for a little while. But eventually it turned to gravel. Well, we always talk about uh, making, making uh, bricks without straw. 
So at some point, it turned to rocks. It turned to bricks. Start out okay. Huh? It started out okay, but at some point, it ain't sweet no more. Y'all, look, I'm trying to get you out of there before you kill yourself. I'm trying to get you out of there before you kill yourself. Because if you stay in there, you're going to end up killing yourself. Huh? Have we not seen it? I don't need a Bible verse for that. You look at people's lives. I've seen it. They killed themselves. Because of a particular choice or way of living. The book just said, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. Hmm? That you are dead to certain things. Because if not, it will kill you. Somebody give me Exodus 13, 1 through 10. Exodus 13, 1 through 10. Uh-huh. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, mm. whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, mm-hmm. both of man and of beast, it is mine. Mm. And Moses said unto the people, Remember this day in which ye came out from Egypt, mm-hmm. out of the house of bondage. Mm-hmm. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no leavening bread be eaten. Mm. This day came ye out in the mouth in the month of Abib, mm-hmm. and it shall be when the Lord shall bring thee into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swear unto thy fathers to give thee a land flowing with milk and honey, that thou shalt keep this service in this month. Mm-hmm. Seven days thou shalt eat unleavened bread, and in the seventh day shall be a feast to the Lord. Mm. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and there shall no leaven bread be seen with thee mm. neither shall be shall there be leaven seen with thee in all thy quarters mm-hmm. and thou shalt show thy son in that day saying this is done because of that which the Lord did unto me when I came forth out of Egypt mm. and it shall be for a sign unto thee it shall be a what a sign one more time a sign a sign a, a sign unto thee Upon thine hand mm-hmm. and for a memorial between thine eyes. For a what? A memorial. Where? Between thy on thy hand and between thou eyes, that the Lord's law may be in thy mouth. Mm. For with a strong hand hath the Lord brought thee out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season uh-huh. from year to year. Mm. Said between thine eyes. You know it's between your eyes. Your mind. It says, Thou shalt keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. And he said it's a sign on your hand and your forehead. Sign on your hand and your forehead. Somebody give me Hebrews eleven twenty five. Because this thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season. In his season. Now how many of us can honestly say, I've had some bad seasons? Hmm? Yeah. 11.25 We've had some good seasons We've had some bad up and downs we, they, they, they vary Go ahead Choosing rather to be afflicted With the people of Elohim Than to enjoy the pleasures of sin For a time For a time or for a season mm-hmm. So he decided He decided what again What did he decide He was choosing rather to be afflicted mm. With the people of Elohim than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a time. For a time or for a season. Mm -hmm. So sin or the joy and pleasure Mm -hmm. 
right, the sweetness of what we was read, what we read in Proverbs 20 and 17. Yeah. Hmm? That it starts out, the bread and sweet, the, the seed is what? It's sweet, ain't it? It's good, ain't it? It tastes good to you. But once you keep chewing and chewing and swallowing and get your second plate, a third plate, you done messed around and now it's your favorite spot to eat. And, 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 and then all of a sudden it's gravel. Now you're sick. Then you're dead. Because it's become a delicacy. Hmm? Ain't that what King David said? Make, they, make my uh, enemy's table a what? A snare unto him. Your belly gets you in trouble. What the inner war of humanity since Adam and Eve said, I'd rather not, I'd rather eat of this fruit to know between good and evil, or know good and evil, than to live. Because you can't have them both. How do you know that? Y'all, y'all was like Martin Lawrence, get the stepping. Get up out of here. Put them cherubims a flaming sword. Don't let them in here. Take their head off if they come back this way. Passover. Right, we can equate that to the Lamb, to Mashiach or Messiah, to the blood, to the covenant, reconciliations we talked about uh, last week with the community Passover. Aviv, right, new beginnings. She just read that in Exodus 13 and 10, or 1 through 10. Aviv, right, new, new beginnings. Because we're not to let things reign in our mortal bodies, what we're told in our New Testament. But it was already established in our Torah. That when you get to a certain part of the year, I man, D11. D11. Don't let it be found in your quarters. And you know what we find out this week? That there are things in the corridors or the quarters of my mind. Quarters and corridors of my heart. See, the, the, the God of the Hebrews, now look, full of mercy now. Thank you. Well, I'm just telling you now, at some point that, that hourglass, bless you, the thing going to run out. At some point, he's going to want to know what you got. How much you got in your account? How much you got saved up? How much you got? How much oil you got? Because I'm going to come when y'all behind ain't got no war. And you're going to be sitting there. <laughs> Can I guess? No. There's a parable in the, new, in, in, in the brick of time. There's a parable about that, ain't it? You're going to take your behind and go try to buy some more. By the time you come back. At no lot. The ones that got the oil, they done went on in. Unleavened bread, we have barley, like first fruits. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Somebody give me Luke 10, 1 through 2. Somebody else give me Mark 4. Uh, no, hold on, hold, hold on that Mark 4 now. Yeah, somebody give me Luke 10, 1 through 2. Go ahead, brother, read. Luke 10, 1 through 2. And after this, the master appointed 70 others mm -hmm. and sent them two by two ahead of him mm. into every city 
and place mm. where he himself was about to go. Mm. Then he said to them, the harvest indeed is great. The, har the what is great? The harvest indeed is great, mm. but the workers are few. Mm. Therefore pray the master of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Into the what? Harvest. So there's a big harvest out there. Yes, sir. Huge harvest. See, he used this act, this agrarian cycle, to just to give you. <laughs> he a ruah. Hey, real quick, give me John, uh, uh, John four, real quick, John four and twenty three, and twenty four. John four and twenty three and twenty four, real quick. Mm -hmm. But the hour is coming, mm -hmm. and now is mm. when the true time out. But the what is coming? Hour. And what is? So the, the time was then. Huh? The time was then. The time was then when he said it. Go ahead. When the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. Uh-huh. For the Father also does seek such to worship. The who seek the who seeking that? The Father. Then we just leave and Luke and Yahshua, what he do? He split them up and he sent them out. He said, I'll be there a little later. So who's seeking? He said, look, man, I'm about my father business. You can try, look, uh, Christian religion, you can try to make it seem like I'm doing something different. I'm following a format. And the format has been about the heart. Now look, one time my papa showed up now. And when he showed up, man, he showed out. Go ahead and finish. Elohim is spirit. Uh. And those who worship him need to worship uh. in spirit and truth. Uh-huh. Is that 24 too? That is 24. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so, that's what's going on. Are you people talking about me? Yeah. The book talking about you. The Great Harvest. There's an example of barley and wheat and Grapes and things like that. But he's talking about you. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, brother 36 and 37. 36, 37. Mm -hmm. And having seen the crowds, uh -huh. he was moved with compassion. He was moved with what? Compassion. Full of mercy. I want you now. I love you now. Go ahead. Because they were weary and scattered. But they were what? They what? were weary and scattered. 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 And they were tired. Look, look, people out here, look. When you step outside, people are tired. How you wanna know why I know they tired? Cause it because look, according to the seasons, it's a day for you to rest. Uh -oh. It's a day for you to be full of joy. joy. Celebrate. Remember. Mm -hmm. You got a victory and you ain't have to fight. You got a victory and you ain't have to fight. As look, look, when you go somewhere and you order something to eat, and somebody says, hey, sir, don't worry about y'all's tab is paid. That feel, look, that, look, that feel good. So little things like that. So you go and you buy some gas, ladies and you go and get some gas, and the man comes say, no, nah, come up looking like Denzel, talking deep like Barry White. No, nah, look, don't worry about it. I'm going to pay for the gas and you have a good day. That's a good feeling, ain't it? Well, then you got a victory, and you ain't have to fight. Whew. 
Go ahead, brother. As sheep having no shepherd. Having no what? Shepherd. Mm. Then he said to his ones, the harvest truly is great, uh. but the workers are few. Uh. Pray then that the master of the harvest will send out workers to his harvest. So we know some things we need to be praying for. Right? We know that's that's one of the things we need to be praying for. Yeah. Why? Because he told us to. <laughs> it was a work shortage then. So it should be a work shortage now. Now I'll tell you what now, the uh what you call it, uh personal placement service is full. The personnel placement places, they full. You got folks all over the place being placed by someone else. Church is jumping and hopping and flipping all around like fish out of water. Business is good. Like Antonio Brown, we booming. Religion is booming right now. Christianity booming. Billion dollar business. Billion booming. And Moses said to the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation. See the salvation. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. You shall hold your peace. The Lord shall fight for you. You're going to hold your peace. Hmm? I'm, uh, Exodus. Uh, that's Exodus uh, uh, 14. And help us out, Kelly. 14, 13, and 14. Okay, I won't. It's, it's, it's coming up. Thank you, buddy. So we have on a slide here, and I know Miss Bev in Hebrew uh, uh, brought up the et. We hear Yahshua make statements and say, man, hey, in the beginning I was there. Into this I was there. Before Abraham was, I was there. Or I am. So we have in the blue for you, right, yet Yeshuat, Yahavah or Yahuwah, et Yahshua. So stand still and see my salvation. See Yahshua today. He might. I sent him. I sent him. Somebody give me Exodus 14 and 21. And then you give me Jeremiah Mark 4, 35 through 41. You have to read loud whenever it's time for you to read. And Moshe stretched out his hand uh -huh. over the sea. Over the what? The sea. Mm-hmm. And Yah caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. He did. A, he, he caused what now? The sea to go back by a strong east wind. So the waters went back by a strong wind. So the wind and the water was controlled. Is that right? Absolutely. Mark 4, 35 through 41. Go ahead and read, son. That day when evening came. When, when what came? Evening came. When evening came. When you read Exodus 12, was it nighttime, brother? Yes, sir. It was evening, and now, and now we're in evening again. Go ahead, brother. Read. Let us go over the other side. Uh-huh. Leaving the crowd behind. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. They were also also other boats with him. Uh huh. A furious, a furious squall came up, mm. and the waves broke over the boat mm. so that it was nearly swept. Uh huh. Jesus was in in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. So he was there. So salvation was there. Now we were whatever things were written the four times written for your what? 
So through the patience and what? Comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now he just read Exodus 12. Then he said, Moses said, stand still. I mean, what I, yeah, Exodus 14, sorry. He said, stand still and see the what? Go ahead, finish reading, son. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He Even the what? Even the what? Obey him. Mm. Mm. Stand still and see your salvation today. Strong east wind came and blew the waters back. And now we got Yahshua on the boat. Salvation with him. Didn't really realize it. You know what they didn't realize? When they was with Moshe, because before he said that, they were acting a fool, wasn't they? They was, act, they was acting a fool. We're going to die. You won't believe what they told the master. <laughs> Do you care that we about to die? Man got up out of sleep, rebuked the wind and the water. It's like, man, who is this that controls the wind and water? But it's a pattern. Pattern, cycle. We go through it all the time because sin, leavening, cannot reign in your body. There's a victory for you. Is it's been done, but you get, but you still got crossed the line. No matter if you first or last, it's been done. You got to cross the line. Mark, it was 4, 35 through 41, and we connected that to Exodus 14, 21. So Yah will pull down the strongholds of nations, okay, Egypt, right, fallen angels, right, the gods of Egypt, demons, right, once these giants and people like Goliath and get slain, right, you, we know you cannot come up here. Pastor <laughs> Bass can't come up here. Your spirit, you're not even a real spirit. You attach to this earth. And whatever else. So y'all pulls down the strongholds of nations, fallen angels, demons, and whatever else. Will we tear down our personal strongholds? Will we tear them down? We. 2 Corinthians 10. So we so look, we ain't telling you to go over and fly over to uh, Iraq and start praying and fasting. I'm pulling down the principality of over Iraq, Babylon. Then what he told you to do. Matter of fact, you out of line, soldier. Because he called you out as a army. So that means we still a army. Yeah, we got followers. We got so when you pull down your strong, your personal strongholds, I, 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 I tell y'all 2 Corinthians. 
I mean first. Need someone like Second Corinthians ten. Be in verse one. Second Corinthians ten. Now I Paul show myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ who in the presence am base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations, imaginations in your head. Your head. So on this seventh day, where Yahuwah Elohim, Yah in the highest, Yahshua manifested in the flesh, has that there has been a proven track record of victory. Are the shackles on the mind still there? And if so, why? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm. Remember, you're Adamite now. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Is it better to know or just to be faithful? And bring into captivity every what? Thought. To the obedience of who? Mashiach. Because see, we done messed up with Yah now. I know a lot of times we talk about Yah, but we done, we done messed up with him. And there's only one that can get you back to him. Hmm? And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. Ah. So the things that you like. I think somebody was praying today that things that are not like him, but you like them. You have to go to war. You got to revenge on that. So the things that you like, that are personal, that are secret to you, that ain't right with God. He said, yeah, you need to have a readiness to revenge all disobedience. So we talking about you. He said, look, I'm going to fight the big fight. Don't worry about the big fella. I'm going to go get him. You got your own fight. When your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look after the outward appearance? If any trust to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. For though I should not boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters for his letters. I'm sorry, I went too far. My bad. Just one through six. I went too far. Ephesians 10. Ephesians 10. Ephesians 10. Ephesians 6 and 10. Ephesians 6 and 10. Thank you. Ephesians 6 and 10. I had a 10th verse on my mind now. On my mind. Ephesians 6 and 10. And it reads, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Now we just read earlier in Yochanan 4 that Yah is a spirit. Hmm? That the Father seeks them to do what? Worship in what? Spirit and truth. So we just read that the weapons of our warfare, right? They're not corner, but they're spiritual. Okay? Because we're trying to free our mind. Trying to get rid of the bad habits. Hmm? 
Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor. Put on the whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Like the war in your mind, you know, to cast down the imaginations. So the adversary is going to for sure, for fact, come for your mind. Your mind. Mind playing tricks on me. I'm 80s baby now. If there were some more people around my age, they would understand what I was talking about. But you know where they at? I don't know where they at. I don't know where they at. So you wonder why your mind, why Scarface and Ghetto Boys talking about why my mind play? That's why your mind playing tricks on you. Because you ain't got the whole armor on. That you cannot stand against the wiles of the devil. And that's why y'all so good and merciful. He said, you know what? I see you in the Aviv. Let you get some of that out of your system. Because you're just going to build it back up. And i see you again. And the hope is, over time, you just don't go back to it no more. So when I come get you and I wash, I ain't got that much washing to do. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. That's why you got to have the armor on just so you can stand. Not for you to go and fight. Because that fight ain't your fight. Because we got a great example. Y'all said, I'm coming to execute judgment on man, beast, and all the Elohim of Egypt. All you got to do is get you a lamb. Select one on that 10th day. 14th day, slay it. Put the blood up on the doors. Cook it. Eat it. Be a family. Have a meal together. Because I'm going to pass by that night. I'm going to execute judgment. 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So, they are <clears throat> so there is a common theme within the New Testament that there is something that will be so grand through the uh, authority and powers of the governments, humans, who are under the influence of this spiritual wickedness in high places, that the saints got to have on all this armor just to stand. Just to stand. Real quick, brother, give me Daniel 10. Rita, give me Daniel 10, 20 and 21. Daniel 10, 20 and 21. <clears throat> He's and reading. He said, mm -hmm. Go ahead, brother. And he said, Do you know why I have come to you? Mm. And now I return to fight with the head of Persia. Now, where, where, where are you at? I am in Daniel 10, verse 20. Okay, do I need to stop? Um, no, go ahead, go ahead and read, go ahead and read. I, I might make, go ahead, keep reading, keep reading. And he said, verse 20, and he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I return to fight with the head of Persia. And when I have left, see, the head of Greece shall come. But let me declare to you what is written in the scripture of truth, that there is not one strengthening himself with me concerning these. I missed you, I'm sorry, brother. Seven. Seven. Seven, twenty, and twenty-one. Gotcha. Ooh, turnovers today. 
and concerning the ten horns that were on its head, uh -huh. and of the other horn that came up before which three fell. The whole right there. So when they give an example of these horns, we're talking about governments or powers. Now, Shaul sent a letter out to the people of Ephesus about the spiritual wickedness in high places. Go ahead, Brother Reed. This horn, which had eyes and a mouth, which spoke great words, uh -huh. whose appearance was greater than his fellows, mm. it was looking. And this horn was fighting against the set apart one. Fighting against who? The set apart one. And this horn was looking too. This horn was looking for who? The set apart one. Mm, go ahead. And was prevailing against them. And was doing what? He was prevailing against them. So we got, so Shaul told us to have on the full armor of Elohim that we might be able to just to stand. Go ahead. Until the ancient of days came. Uh-huh. And right ruling was given to the set apart ones. Uh-huh. Mm. And the time came, and the set apart ones took possession of the reign. Hallelujah. That's good. Okay. So, he came one time, didn't he? That's how this whole season that we celebrating, because he actually came. And it was time for him to come. He said, Moses, you go tell the ancient, the old ones, I'm coming. And I don't know how you're going to do it this time. But the book tell us that when Yah do something, he don't let us uh, do nothing without his prophets not knowing. Prophets come up saying, I had a dream. And Yah said, Yah spoke, Yah showed. Huh? That's what you got to be ready for. The all of the armor on so we get year after year to get better. To get better. Like I was talking about, talking about my mom. If you just move an inch, it's good. If we just get an inch of the hardness of the heart off, that's good. Adversary gets in your mind say you ain't nothing. So why ain't you as white as snow? You got to come back with the word. There's only one that can make me white as snow. Who can run me through a refiner's fire. And it ain't me. But can I get to the refiner's door? Can I get there? Am I willing to walk on the narrow path? Now some people, they want to go see the, uh, uh, we're off to see the wizard. Number smoke and mirrors, a pony show. A, 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 a snake ointment and then just took, took your money. It's half of these people now on the word is taking your money. You ain't buying yourself no, you ain't buying your soul in. We're going to look at Chronicles, 2 Chronicles. So uh, now I, I got this out of the Tanakh, but it wasn't like the stone. You got different Tanakhs. And this one, I, I was hoping it was like mine, but it's not. So fortification means strongholds. Okay. So in 2 Chronicles, this is the 11th chapter. Rehoboam. I always get these guys, Rehoboam and Jeroboam. And I got a new way to, to get it right now. Rehoboam are righteous. Jeroboam, J, jerk. Okay, Rehoboam, R, righteous. Jeroboam, J, jerk. Okay, and Rehoboam came to Jerusalem and he assembled the house of Judah and Benjamin 
180,000 chosen warriors to wage war with the house of Israel to restore the kingdom to Rehoboam. And the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man Elohim, saying, Speak to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, to all of Israel and Judah and Benjamin, saying, So said the Lord, You shall not go up and you shall not go to war with your brothers. Return each man to his home, for the thing has been brought about by me. Well, this, this fight right here, that wasn't a physical fight, was it? But, we, but Bashar just said that, that, that some of these fights, now look, it's not carnal now. It's spiritual. And Yah's spirit, he said, man, it's been brought on by me. And they heeded the word of the Lord, and they returned from going to Jeroboam. Rehoboam dwelt in Jerusalem, and he built cities of strongholds in Judah. And he built Bethlehem, Athal, Tekoa, Beth, Zor, Soko, Adulamah, and Gath, Marsha, Ziph, and Adorim, Lachish, Azka and Zore, Ajalon, Hebron, which are in Judah and in Benjamin, fortified cities. And he strengthened the strongholds. He strengthened the strongholds. He placed in them leaders and storehouses of food, oil, and wine. Put oil in there. Now you got a stronghold now. How much oil in your stronghold? Verse 12. And in every city he placed shields and spears. He made them exceedingly strong, and Judah and Benjamin were his. It's a good thing, right? And the priests and the Levites who were in Israel stood by him in all their boundary, for the Levites had abandoned their open land and their heritage, and they went to Judah and to Jerusalem. So all of the Levites who were placed all throughout the tribes of Israel, the northern kingdom, they left. They said, the man of Jeroboam don't flip. He is a jerk. He don't flipped his wig. We out. Because Jeroboam and his sons had coerced them to abandon their position of ministering to the Lord. And he stationed mm, We could go there, but we ain't, ain't got the time. And he stationed for himself priests for the high places and for the satires and for the calves that he made. And after them, from all the tribes of Israel, those who put their heart to seek the Lord, the God of Israel, came to Jerusalem to sacrifice to the Lord the God of their forefathers. And they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and supported Rehoboam and the son of Solomon for three years they went, for three years. You know what? When they came out, right, they journeyed for how many days? Once, that, once, once the waters closed, it was how many days they journeyed? Three days. Three days. And they started what? Complaining. Complaining. Went to the waters of what? Mahra. Because the waters were what? Bitter. Bitter. You know what happens when you look in water sometimes? You know what you see when you look in water? You see. Y'all smart in here. Y'all smart in here. Y'all be doing work in here, don't you? That's why I say I don't expect folks to be in here. Like I can tolerate 24 hours, seven days a week of just junk. Just 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 talking. Good, bad, cussing, fussing, complaining. Just jibber jabber, just or just meaningless stuff. Come to scriptures, I got about twenty minutes for you. Now how that weigh out on a scale? And the, 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 ain't, ain't you told in your law not to have unbalanced scales? And just what just told in your law book? Don't worry about it. Okay. In the way of David and Solomon for three years, and Rehoboam took himself a wife, Mahatha, the daughter of Jeroboam. Remember after three years now. The son of David and Abihel, the daughter of Elab, son of Jesse, and she bare him sons, Jeush and Shemari and Zaham. And after her, he took Maka, the daughter of Absalom. We just trying to, you know, restore things right. We're trying to make it right. 
And she bore him Abijah and Atai and Zizai and Shemoth and Rehoboam loved Makkah, the daughter of Absalom, more than all his wives and concubines. I don't know what kind of, how much drama. I'm a trauma. Trauma. For he married 18 wives, 60 concubines, and begot 28 sons and 60 daughters. Rehoboam appointed Abijah, the son of Makkah, to be the head as the leader of his, among his brothers in order to make him king. And he understood he dispersed all the sons of the land to Judah and Benjamin to all the fortified cities. He gave them abundant food and he sought many wives. This is Rehoboam. After how many years? Three. After three. Starts out good. It gets a little, a little interesting, huh? It makes me think for a minute. Brother, give me Deuteronomy. Turn to Torah. Give me Deuteronomy 17. Starting verse 14, sir. I'm going to turn it to the law. That's the one thing when you serve the true God, that it don't matter who you are now. It don't matter if you're someone in a position. It don't matter if you say, look, he got one law. And I tell you what, when you put in a position, you got a responsibility. When, Go ahead. When you come to the land which Yahweh Elohim is giving you, mm -hmm. and shall possess it, and shall dwell in it, mm -hmm. you shall say, let me set a sovereign over me, like mm -hmm. all the nations that are around me. Mm -hmm. You shall certainly set a sovereign over you, whom Yahweh Elohim shall choose. Mm -hmm. Set a sovereign over you from among your brothers. Mm -hmm. You are not allowed to set a foreigner over you. Not allowed to do what? You are not allowed to set a foreigner over you. Was King Herod, was he a, a Israelite? He was Edomite. Yes, he was. Okay. So I let you just let you know now how this thing worked. The adversary's job is to get all them laws broken now. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, read. Who is not your brother? Mm -hmm. Only he is not to increase forces for himself, nor cause the people to return to Mishraim mm -hmm. to increase horses. For Yah has said said to you, do not return that way again. Mm. And he is not to increase wives for himself. He's not to do what? He is not to increase wives for himself. He's not to do what? He is not to increase wives for himself. He said not. No. Mm, go ahead. Lest his heart turn away. Lest why? Lest his heart turn away. So in the law, the book of wisdom, instruction, understanding, that if a king gets many wives, and obviously, Yah's not talking about him getting like foreign women. Just, just if you get many wives, it's going to cause your what now? Heart to turn away. No need to read no more. Thank you. That's in that's 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 in your law now. Deuteronomy seventeen, Second Chronicles. After the, the three years, let's, let's, let's see. Let's see what all went on. Now it came to pass and Rehoboam's kingdom was established and he went and became strong. Got everything in order, everything in check, everything good. Complacency sets in. Complacency sets in. Idle time sets in. Twiddling thumbs switch in. Right? The imaginations of the heart sets in. Huh? When he became strong, he abandoned the law, law of the Lord and all Israel with him. Oh and it came to pass in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, the king of Egypt, Egypt oh. marched against Jerusalem. For they had betrayed the Lord with a thousand and two hundred chariots with sixty thousand horsemen. There was no number to the people who came with him from Egypt. The Lubim, the Sukim, the Cushites. He seized Judah's fortified cities. I thought Rehoboam 
built strongholds. Y'all tore them down. The king didn't tear them down. Y'all tore them down. Because he became strong and said in himself. He came into Jerusalem and Shemaiah the prophet came to Rehoboam and the princes of Judah who had gathered to Jerusalem because of Shishak and said unto him, So said the Lord, because you have forsaken me, so I too have forsaken you in the hand of Shishak. The princes of Israel and the king humbled themselves and they said, The Lord is just. And when the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, time out. Wasn't one of the things of the twelve we talked about, well, one of them was what? Humility. Humility. And we have to be dressed in humility. Where is that at in the scriptures again? I forgot. Where is that at? Oh, you know I'm slow. Oh, it was in Peter. Which chapter? So being humble is, look, Yah pulled the dogs off when he saw that he had humbled. Let me know when you get it. Go ahead and read it. Likewise, ye younger, humble yourself. I mean, excuse me. Submit yourselves mm -hmm. unto the elder. Yea, all of you, and be subject to one to one another. Mm -hmm. And be clothed with humility. Be clothed with what? Clothed with humility. Be clothed with what? Clothed with humility. So in this text here, Rehoboam dressed to he had to change his he had to change his attire. And when he changed, thank you, hon. When he changed his attire, Yah pulled the dogs off. He pulled the dogs off. The word of the Lord came to Shemaiah saying, Themselves I shall not destroy them, but I shall grant them some measure of deliverance, and my wrath will not be poured out in Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak, for they will be as slaves, and they will know my service and the service of the kingdoms of the lands. And Shishak, the king of Egypt, marched against Jerusalem. And he took the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's palace. Everything he took, he took the golden shield that Solomon had made. And King Rehoboam made instead of them copper shields. And he entrusted them in the hands of the chiefs of the runners. So he had to downgrade, didn't he? Big time. His daddy had them things of gold. Now I got I to make copper now. Who guarded the entrance of the king's palace. It came to pass that whenever... The king came to the house of the Lord. The runners came and carried them and returned to the, to the chamber of the runners. When he had humbled himself, when he had humbled himself, the Lord's wrath returned from him. And he did not say to destroy him completely. And also, and also, and also in Judah were good things. Um, brother, give me uh, the next chapter. In the Tanakh, 13, which is the next chapter. I'm going to start in verse 1. I want you to stop at 11. Okay, and then can somebody else give me Galatians 5 and 9? You said we're, yeah, we're in Second Chronicles. We're going to pick up in this, in this next chapter. I'm sorry, I'm not done with this chapter. You go ahead You go ahead and get there, though, brother. And somebody go ahead and give me Galatians 5 and 9. And King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned and Rehoboam was 41 years old when he began to reign, and 17 years he reigned in Jerusalem, the city that the Lord had chosen wherein to place his name, out of all the tribes of Israel. And his mother's name was Namah the Ammonitess. His mother's name was Namah the Ammonitess. His mother's name was Namah the Ammonitess. And he did that which was evil. He did that which was evil and did not set his heart to seek the Lord. 
in the deeds of Rehoboam, the first and the last, are they not written in the words of Shemaiah the prophet, and Iddo the seer, in the manner of genealogy, in the wars of Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the times. And Rehoboam separated his forefathers and was buried in the city of David. And Abijah his son reigned in his steed. So started out right. Had a had a, a return process and went went somewhere else. Rehoboam, right? Okay. Is that not us sometimes? Through the course of the year, before you get to the next pay off. Huh? Get time for the fall, time for the Yom Kippur. A lot of self-reflection again. Hmm? Because we get a little Rehoboam in us. Hmm? You know the Adamite rise up? Go ahead, Brother Reed. Mm hmm. 1 through 11. In the 18th year of sovereign Jeroboam, Abiah began to reign over Yehuda. Mm -hmm. He reigned there, he reigned three years in Yerushalayim, and his mother's name was Makai, the daughter of Uriel of Gaba. And there was fighting between Abiah and Jeroboam. Mm -hmm. And Abiah joined battle with an army of mighty men of battle, 400,000 choice men. And Jeroboam drew up in battle form against him with 800,000 choice men, mighty brave men. Mm. And Abiah stood on Mount Semarim, uh, which is in the mountains of Ephraim, mm -hmm. and he said, hear me, Yeroboam, and all Israel. Mm. Do you not know that Yah Elohim of Israel has given the reign over Israel to David forever, to him and his son, by a covenant of salt? By a covenant of what? Salt. Mm. Didn't somebody say that you're the what of the earth? Didn't your master, your redeemer, tell you that? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yet Jeroboam, son of Nebat, the servant of Shalomo, son of David, rose up and rebelled against his master. Mm -hmm. And vain men gathered to him, sons of Belial, and strengthened themselves against Rehoboam, son of Shalom, Shalomo, when Rehoboam was young and tender of heart and could not be strong against him. And now you think to be strong against the reign of Yah, which is in the hand of the sons of David. And you are a large crowd, and with you are the gold calves, which your bone made for you as mighty ones. Mm -hmm. You have not thrown out the priests of Yah, the sons of Aharon, and the Levites, and made for yourselves priests, like the peoples of the lands, so that whoever comes to ordain himself with a young bull and seven rams then becomes a priest, but are not mighty ones. Mm-hmm. But as for who? But as for us, mm. Yah is our Elohim. Mm. And we have not forsaken. We have no we have what? We have not forsaken. Mm -hmm. And the priests are serving Yah. The sons of Yah are known and the Levites in the work. In the work. Mm. And are burning to Yah every morning and every evening. When? Every morning and every evening. Every? Every. Mm. Ascending offerings and sweet incense, and the showbread is set on the clean table, mm -hmm. and the lampstand of gold with its lamps to burn every evening. With the what? With the gold lampstands to burn every evening. Really? A time, whoa, whoa, wait a minute now. What do you need for the lampstand to burn? Oil. And you won't believe the rare, what, what Rehoboam started doing after he was following the commission of the Lord. He had fortified cities or strongholds, and you know what he had in them things? Oh, <laughs> okay. 
he had oil. And now we have his son who's saying, this is what we do for the Lord. And them lamps, that, that, that light burned every what? Ooh. So we got plenty of oil. So I'm not going to be in a position where somebody come looking for me and I ain't ready. And I got to go try and buy some oil so I can get in. And by the time I get back, everybody else done went in but me. Because in the strongholds, I tore some stuff down. And I had oil preserved. Go ahead and finish that verse, brother. For we are guarding the charge of Yah. For we are doing what? Guarding the charge. Mm. Our Elohim. But you have forsaken him. Mm. Whoever got Galatians 5 and 9, go ahead and read that right quick. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. A little what? A little leaven. And what does it do? Leavens the whole, the whole lump. You need a whole bunch of leaven? You sure? Is that what it said? A little bit. It don't say a whole lot. So just a little bit of leavening. So when Rehoboam, there was a little bit of leavening in there, huh? In his heart. In the strongholds that he had worked so hard to build up, to fortify for Yah, turned to, turned to a snare on him. Second Corinthians 11. Somebody give me 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 2 through 3. Go ahead and wrap this up. Just take a little bit of leaven in now. 2 Corinthians 11, 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Mm-hmm. jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband... Mm. that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, as the what? As the serpent beguiled Eve, mm. through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So my what should be corrupted? Our mind. My mind. Could it be did, that simple? Did we read, didn't we read earlier that this should be a sign between your yeah, eyes? Hmm. So then, well, well, why would the, what, so, uh, brother? Uh, uh, give me Genesis three, and um, uh, start at fourteen. Okay. And Yah Elohim said to the Nahash. He said to who? The Nahash. To, the name, okay. The because you have done this, you are cursed more than all livestock and more than every beast of the field. Uh-huh. On your belly you are to go uh-huh. and eat dust all the days of your life. Get on your stomach, eat that dirt. Go ahead, keep Genesis on. Genesis 3 and 14. Go ahead and read. What's 15, brother? And I put enmity between you. And I did what? I put enmity between you and the woman. Mm, between you and the woman. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And between your seed and her seed. Between your seed and her seed. Uh-huh. And he shall crush your head. Mm. And you shall crush his heel. Mm. To the woman he said, I greatly increase your sorrow and your conception. That's good. That's, that's good right there. That, no, that, no, that's good. So he put enmity between the serpent seed and the woman seed. Now I wonder if this is why Yah gave such an ultimatum in the beginning to go get them out of Egypt. Do you think that the powers that be knew that within the seed of the woman that there would be one who could tilt the scale? Is that you is it is it that deep? Is it so deep that 
if your mind ain't right, I got you. If your mind ain't right, that what Yah said in Genesis three, these these um, uh, these these judgments on the woman and the man and the serpent, that you know, okay, so I got to. There's enmity between my seed and and her seed, and I've got to do something to keep this seed from producing the one that will squish my head. And Yah says, "Let him out." And the gods of Egypt, mm-mm, I don't know you. It was as easy. Go ahead and read that verse three again in Second Corinthians. Uh, Mom Bell. Amen. Second Corinthians 11, 11 and 3. Mm-hmm. 3. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve mm. through his subtlety mm-hmm. so your mind should be corrupted mm. from the simplicity that is in Christ. So to the people that know the word that in Genesis that ain't been corrected yet. That the principalities and the powers is what your mind. If you ain't got control over your mind, your body will follow. Your body will follow. This is saying it by discipline. Your body do whatever you people that's been in the military. You train your your to get your uh, body a certain way, your mind get your mind strong, your body will follow. It look like they took the same approach. Just saying. First Corinthians five and four, I got it. In the name of our Master Yeshua Mashiach, we are gathered together in uh, by and, and my spirit and the power of our Lord Yahshua Mashiach to deliver such as one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit, that the spirit might be saved in the day of the Master Yahshua. Your glorying is not good. Your glorying is not good. Is that what Re- is that Rehoboam did? Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little what? Leaven? Does what? Leaven if the whole lump. Therefore what? Purge out. Therefore the old leaven. Old ways. Your mind. That you may be a new what? Lump. Some fresh bread. As you are unleavened. For even Christ our Pesach is sacrificed for us. Therefore what shall we do? Keep the feast. Not with what? Old leaven. Neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth i think the brother read that the father's looking for somebody to carry a great combination to worship him in what oh okay okay somebody give me first corinthians 6 15 through 20 first corinthians 6 do you not know that your bodies are members of Messiah? Mm. Shall I then take members, the members of Messiah and make them members of a whore? Mm. Let it not be. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a whore is one body? Come on. Where he says the two shall become one flesh. That should be what? Mm-hmm. They shall be one flesh. So everything that he said in Genesis has a major effect when we read our New Testament. Mm-hmm. Like they ain't forgot. We forget. Yeah. We don't add it in. But they still talk in Genesis 1st, 2nd, 3rd chapter. Go ahead. Uh huh. Fleeing horn. Every sin that a man does outside the body. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. 
that he who commits whoring commits against his own body? Mm -hmm. Or do you not know that your body is the dwelling place of the set-apart spirit mm -hmm. who is in you, which you have Who is what? Who is in you. Oh, okay. Hallelujah. Which you have from Elohim. You have from who? Elohim. Mm, okay. And you are not your own. Mm. For you were bought with a price. What? Therefore, esteem Elohim in your body and in your spirit, which are of Elohim. Oh. That brings a lot of clarity. First Corinthians six fifteen through twenty. So we talk about victory. Victory. There's a victory, mm -hmm. right? And we have to go back to our four I wills. What do y'all say? I will. I will what? I will be your. I will be your God. Where where where's where's that at? Write it down. Exodus six and seven. I will be your God. Then after that, what did he say? He was going to do what? I will what? I will do what with you? Dwell with you. Where is that at? No, you said it right. Exodus 29, 45. I will dwell with you. The relationship, you know, we wasn't vibing with him like he wanted. We wasn't doing like we were supposed to do. So then he said, you know what I'll do? I'll do what with you? I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. Where is that at in your law? Leviticus what? 26 and 12. Put that down in your notes. Hold on. And the most important. I will do what? I will be in you. Then he just read it in First Corinthians that Shaul had to understand. Was Shaul there when Yahshua was talking? Was was he there? Well, he had that understanding. Because hmm? the Ruach and the body is not yours. He said, I will be in you. John what? Where he said that at? John 14 and 20. Put that in your notes.